The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. It's World United Nations World Children's Day, and today uh, they are celebrating the theme, or marking the day rather, under amplifying children's voices to ensure they're heard. The question being asked is, how do we elevate the voice of children on issues that they're currently facing, especially in a country like ours, where I think parents generally battle with so many different things, including how to discipline their children um, and how to, you know, ensure that the, the, the rights of their children are protected, but that that the same level of um in of of emphasis is placed on the responsibility that comes with those rights. Uh, Ponso Singwai is the World Visions Advocacy and Child Protection Manager. Ponso, good morning. Good morning, Chelsea. How are you this morning? I'm well, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, One of our listeners was saying earlier that, you know, he remembers a time uh, where it was said that children must be seen and not heard. And yet this year you are looking at amplifying children's voices. What do you think has contributed to shaping the way in which children play a role in our society? Yeah, thank you so much even for raising that issue around the fact that this is what we've always believed, that it's important for them to just be seen and not heard. But we have realized that children do have thoughts, they have emotions, they do have great suggestions, they do know what needs to happen in order for them to to develop. So that is why it has become important that we make sure that they can also be heard. Just like any other human being, they have the freedom to express themselves. So we have come to a point where we realize that their participation should not just be a token where we we just bring them to the table so that we can count the numbers and they say there were two children at this meeting, but rather that we should be really hearing them. What what are the ways in which parents need to be engaging with their children? Because you know, often and <laughs> I've I've seen I've seen mothers and and fathers mm-hmm. try and do this right. So um, the adult obviously has a way in which they want things to work. Children, on the other hand, have a mind of their own. How do mm-hmm. you try and foster greater consensus in this relationship that doesn't always lead to? Um, sometimes the aggression that, that comes out? Yeah, I think one of the key things is understanding the importance of opening up the communication. Um, Kathy, we know that a lot of the time when we engage with children, they will say, no, I can't talk to my mom about that, or I can't say that to my father, or even parents themselves do feel uncomfortable. There are certain issues that they feel uncomfortable discussing with their children. And normally because Parenting is not something that comes with a manual or something that um, uh, we are taught at school. Somebody just lands on the job or they do what was done to them. So currently now we see the importance of educating parents as well as children so that they understand what their rights are but as well as their responsibilities, but also educating parents to say that Children need to be heard. Yes, maybe in your time it was not important or you felt that your voice was always suppressed. 
But in this day and age, we need to be engaging children. We need to sit together at the table. For instance, we have a program we call um, Celebrating Families. And some of the things that um, parents end up making a commitment to do is to talk about finances with their children. As you develop that household budget, why not bring children on board so that when they would like to get that ice cream, they understand when you say, I do not have the money because they were there when the budget was being set up. Sure. And, you you know, on some level, it, it makes sense to be able to bring children into that world. But um, on the other hand, I would imagine that some parents don't do it because they don't want to overburden children with things that they don't need to be worrying about. Yeah, one of the things that um, is always key, a principle for child participation, is that it needs to be age-appropriate. So even right now, they were also talking about, for instance, how to ensure that your child understands what's happening with COVID. And we have a number of organizations that developed even some pamphlets that were parenting tips for how to share about COVID with your child. Because just because you're not talking about it, it doesn't mean that they are not worried, they are not concerned. So it's important to know that there are ways of speaking to your children without overburdening them. You look at their age, you ensure that the language that you use is appropriate for their age and where they are in terms of their development. Let's talk then about what the issues that are facing children are in, in 2020. Wow. Obviously, one of the key issues is around violence against children. Um, in August, Childline um, observed that they had a 36.8% increase in terms of the distress calls that they received from children, and this was in comparison to last year. So obviously, that's a key concern. We do see the stories. We, like this week, obviously, we saw a story of that child who, who died after being beaten up and the parents have been arrested. So issues of abuse are still quite a problem and a challenge in our communities. But with COVID as well and the lockdown, we saw children not being able to exercise their right, for instance, to play, um, which obviously impacts their right to live a full life because we know that they need to socialize, have an opportunity to engage with other children, and they could not do that. Um, We have also seen issues related to nutrition. Um, Food security became an issue because we know that quite a number of parents lost their jobs and their source of income. So it has not been an easy year for children as well this year. How difficult is it to intervene, um, especially where children are facing instances of of violence, of, of abuse, and even of hunger? Yeah, I believe that child protection issues require all of us to play our role. Um, I believe that obviously we need the children themselves to do their part. We need the parents and the caregivers. We need government on board. We need the community. A lot of the time we like to point fingers and say, but government didn't do this without realizing that, but what was my role? So it, it, it is possible to make a difference if we are working together. Because, for instance, the theme for this year for Child Protection Week was saying, let us protect children 
during COVID and beyond COVID. So it's possible for us, for instance, as World Vision, we don't do counseling as an organization, but we know that childline is there. And so when we come across cases of abuse, we refer to Childline. We also have child protection forums in some of the communities where we work, and we refer to the police. We, where, of course, we know there are gaps in some instances. But what I'm saying is that if the whole child protection system is working together, it would be possible for us to make a difference in children's lives. Are we doing any better, you know, when it comes to the relationship between parents and children, and in particular around issues of discipline that don't always end up in some form of violence being used against children? So this is one issue that got all of us talking, and even in workshops, when we have workshops, the debates become quite heated around this issue because we want to discipline the way that we were disciplined. And one of the challenges is that research has shown that the use of violence obviously has a negative impact on children. And so as well Vision, we do believe in the importance of positive discipline. We always remind parents, even in workshops, that when children talk about it, when we talk about children's rights, we also emphasize the responsibilities. For instance, people would come in and say, um, my child came in late at home. And we're like, but there is no right that says a child can come in after 10 at night. If you have rules in your house, then the child needs to abide by those rules because create a discipline system within your household where you involve the child and they understand the consequences of their behavior because we cannot use rights irresponsibly. Um, rights go together with responsibility. We're in conversation with Bonzo Sehwai. She is World Vision's Advocacy and Child Protection uh, Manager and we're marking the World Children's Day that is being observed by the United Nations today. I'm keen to hear from you as parents uh, just on some of the issues that Bonzo has been touching on. How much time do you actually spend speaking to your children um how much time do you set aside speaking to uh, your children i know that it can often be be hard to have a meaningful conversations um with with children simply because depending on the kind of relationship that you've been able to foster you know it's easy just to talk about oh how was your day it was good and you know you've ended there everybody eats everybody plays but to actually find out What's going on in their lives? Uh, the number to dial this morning, 011-714-2006. That's 011-714-2006. On the WhatsApp line, it's 614 And on the SMS line, it's 41391. Sipe in Newton Age, good morning. Hi, Sipe. Hi, Kathy. Hi. I am a first-time caller. Oh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Sipe. But but you know the drill, right? You know, I'm not going to say it again today, but in my heart, I'm giving you a round of applause. Go. Yes, I know. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I would like to comment on this issue of children being seen, not heard. I mm. think it's very true. I'm not a parent, but I've noticed that most of the time, children 
are not given opportunity to express their feelings. Mm. That's why these days you find that children as early as nine, ten years, they already committing suicide. They're already getting depressed. Mm, mm. It's it's so true, hey, and especially because children are growing up in in a different world, and mm. WhatsApp, social media, the amount of bullying that takes place on those That's platforms, the and the amount yes. of pressure um, that young children feel, you know, just even about something as simple as. I have a PlayStation 1, but my friend has a PlayStation 7, you know, and who's got the latest games? All of those things have such oh, a big impact my, on my mental health. My parents uh, didn't afford to buy me uh, Christmas clothes, you know, mm. with COVID-19. So, mm. like, mm. as you said, like a simple thing. Mm. Mm. It's really important, uh, Sipe. Thanks for that point. It's really important uh, to be able to foster those conversations. What advice do you give to, to parents, sponsor when it comes to these things? Because, uh, you know, often I find that some parents re- respond quite aggressively, you know, when children are like, mm. ask for this or asking for that and they're like hey we're not don't don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the advice that i would give Casey is that let's parents should start listening to their children uh. they should start giving them time to talk no matter how tired you are i understand people are tired you come from work and then children want like want to talk to you but then give them time listen to them what are they trying to say watch out for for the those un, un, unfamiliar behavior, you know, mm. because sometimes they don't talk, but then you should notice the, the behavior. Yeah. And if there's something that's starting to change, you should be aware okay. before it's too late. All right, Sipe, that's some good advice. Thanks. Uh, Sipe is calling us from out in Utenage. Bonzo, I know you want to also add to that. I'll give you a moment after this quick break. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We're talking World Children's Day and amplifying children's voices. So how do we create an environment where uh, children are comfortable to speak, not just to parents, but I think um, to to adults and to guardians in society and ensure that they not only are speaking, but that, in fact, they're truly being heard and the concerns that they are raising are taken seriously. Bonzo Sohwai is the World Vision's Advocacy and Child Protection Manager. I'm also taking your calls on 011-714-2006 and uh, the WhatsApp line, of course, is 614 And, um, you know, Bonzo, it's quite interesting because I think there's also a generational shift, right, um, yes. that sometimes needs to take place uh, when it comes to how one perceives just this whole idea of being able to give children as much airtime as the UN is pushing and advocating for. Yes, I, definitely there is a shift. And I really loved the advice that Sipe gave mm. earlier on before we went for the break. She talked about the importance of making time to be with your children. And when we talk about making time, we are not talking just about you being there because one of the issues that children also complain about is when Parents are there physically, but they are not there emotionally for their children. You are busy, Katie. You come back, you are tired, you're already on your phone. There's WhatsApp, there's television, there's the work that we take home. So those are some of the things that end up 
making the children to feel neglected. So when we talk about neglect, we, we always try to highlight the, the fact that it's not only about meeting the basic needs, as in your physical basic needs, your clothing, your shelter, your food, but it's also about meeting the children's emotional needs. Um, Sipe raised something quite critical around children as young as eight years committing suicide. Um, in our program, we had three cases of suicide this year, and obviously, and this was in Aidudwa. So if we are not creating those spaces within the homes for children to speak out, they get overwhelmed. They don't find a space where they can express themselves, and it then becomes difficult for them. So we really, really do need It's not only about the UN pushing it, but it's also because we are seeing the need. It's important that children's voices be heard. Let's go to Rian in KZN. Rian, good morning. Hello, Kathy. Rian, uh, were you also raised under the era of child, children must be seen and not heard? <laughs> yes, yes, I was. And I don't regret it one bit. Um, and to a large extent, I've raised my children in that way. Um, not that I don't allow them their, their voice. But um, what I... What I take exception to was a comment that you made in the beginning, that you said parents have um, their own needs and the children have minds of their own. I don't think that's right. You know, a child needs to be taught. Um, a child can't just do as it wants. It needs to be taught and, and grow and grow and grow. And as they, get, as they grow, they st- start understanding what's right and wrong. And only then um, can can you really give them airtime, as as you call it. But you know, parenting is much much more complex than that. We aren't starting at the at square one. You know, it's easy to say you must be there emotionally for your children and physically and all of that. Oh, Rian, we seem to have lost you on the line. Okay, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll be able to get Rian to, to, to dial back. Bonzo, I don't know if you, if you have anything to say, um, about just some of the comments that Rian was making. Yes, um, I was struggling to hear him, but I did get the fact that she was talking about, um, how difficult, how, how broad parenting is and that it's not, it's not so easy. And of course, we, 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 we normally do what was, we parent the way that we were parented. And so one thing that I liked about what Rian said was the fact that we need to teach children. So when we talk about discipline, even in our workshops with caregivers and parents, we highlight the fact that the discipline talks about teaching. You teach a child in the way that they should go. And usually that teaching should not just be in words, but also in how you model your own behavior. So you, it, it can't be that do as I say and not do what I do, because unfortunately we know that most of us do model what we see happening around us. So it's very critical of course, that we have discussions. The communication needs to be open enough. The teaching cannot just be you just do, don't ask questions. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way anymore. Because as we said, children are human beings. The same way that adults have rights, human rights, children have those rights as well. And one of them is the right to...
who express themselves mm. and to be heard. But they have a responsibility as well to listen and to hear their parents as well. So this is about creating that conducive environment where we can hear one another. You say what you need from me. And another thing, Kathy, that mm. I heard from Rian when he was disagreeing with what you said, he mentioned parents have needs children have needs. I think one of the key things is that we need to differentiate between needs and wants and be able to tell our children, that is why I was saying, if we involve them in the budgeting processes, then we are able to say, but is this a need or a want? Sure. And a need is something that you need for your survival. So if it's a want, we can do without it because we cannot afford it at this present Mm. moment. And and I've managed to get Rian back on the line. Rian, sorry, you got cut off there. It sounds like you're on the road. uh, Yeah, but go ahead. No problem. Uh, I was saying, Mm. do we start at square one when we're parenting children? You know, it's easy to uh, procreate children, but... um, are we creating the, the correct atmosphere, um, even though we may not have physically, but emotionally? Is, is mom there? Is dad there? Mm. I think uh, the second uh, question is more pertinent nowadays. Is dad there? Are you, are you together? And then are you both, mom and dad, uh, creating an environment that, crea- that shows the children this is the correct behavior. You know, I, I often was asked by my dad when I did something wrong, did you see it? Me, did you see me doing that? Mm. And I, I had to answer no. And to me, that was, I also asked my, my daughters that, did you see me do, the, do that? Well, why, why did you do it if, if you didn't get the example from me? You see, if I'm not living a, a correct example, then I can't tell my children that. Mm. Okay. And, All right. and, and, so, mm. and, and so, if I am creating the correct example, I do it lovingly. And, and like my brother once said, you know, or asked a, a person that asked him uh, uh, um, surrounding the same question, when last have you as a family sat around the table and had supper together? Mm. Mm. That's oh. where we were taught. That's where we heard each other's stories. Mm. That's where we learned respect for your fellow man because he needs the sugar. Did you not take note that he needs the sugar? Mm. 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 So it's much more complex than just saying there's a right, this, that, what not all. My question, I think the problem that we have nowadays is the problem with parenting because most parents aren't there for their children and then they just want to give, 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 give money-wise and they're just spoiling their children. Yeah, or not in the way that they should be, really. Uh, Rian, thank you so much for that call. Uh, Rian is out in KZN. But, you know, it's also just such a, it's become such a complex world, right? Because you have parents that are out working all day. And sometimes they overcompensate for their presence not being there, you know. So they're buying toys and sweets and all sorts of things to try and fill that gap. Okay, Namsam Guli is up next with your 11 o'clock news news update. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. 
It's 8 after 11. Welcome to the third and final hour of the show. We've been talking about uh, amplifying children's voices. This is uh, on World Children's Day today. Bonzo Sehwai is the World Visions Advocacy and Child Protection Manager. Uh, Bonzo, we've just got one or two uh, calls that uh, were lined up before we went to the news update. And I'd like to take the calls first and uh, we can wrap up our conversation. Uh, France in Bolukwani. Hello. Casey, good morning. Morning, sir. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Go ahead. I'm good, thanks. Uh, Casey, I'd like to to ask uh, Bonzo uh, a question uh, because it seems as if we are having a crisis uh, in South Africa because uh, of um, single parenting. No. Mm. You know, um, there's a lot of young, uh, more especially black South Africans, uh, who are single parents, and then mm. we have a problem when we come into co-parenting because um, you find out that a lot of these people are bitter when we split up. I'll use myself as an example. You know, um, I've been refused to see my son for a period of nine years uh, because the lady was in a certain relationship and everything was nice there and stuff like that. But uh, they start involving me. Uh, when the son, I mean, the child started misbehaving and everything. And when I started interfering and then talking to the child and sitting with him and trying to find out what was happening, and um, the, the mother was just covering everything, you know, by spoiling this boy, buying this and this. A nine-year-old, ten-year-old having some gadgets, you know, being I mean, on social media and everything. Mm. But when we finally agreed, I mean, to 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 to, to get custody of the child and I start stay, staying with him, you know, I started implementing discipline here and there to him and tell him this is what we do, this is what we are not supposed to do. This, when we are talking about sex education, we are talking about this, this, that, and the other. When we are talking about drugs, the nyaupes, everything, we are talking about these kinds of things. The problem here that we are, I mean, we are, we are facing we as fathers. Uh, we are denying the opportunity by even the justice system, I mean, to, to have a, a chance to raise our own child, you know, to be with them, even though we are no longer with the mothers. Mm. And whoever comes on board, I mean, be with the mother, uh, they are implementing their own things to those child. And the mother will always be there to protect the relationship, you know, by... by, by, by to protect their, I mean, her new relationship by protecting the guy and everything. Now I've dealt with that challenge on my own. My son is now 15 years old. He's a good boy. He's good in sport. He's doing well, you know. And I'm happy the way I've, I've I mean, I've raised him as a father. And I've got a, a second son who's three years old now, you know. So what I'm trying to say here, Casey, is no matter we are separated or what, we mm-hmm. have to be given the opportunity to be part of the life of those kids, yeah. you know. And this thing that the child spending the weekend with me and then I'm discipling him like this and that and that and when he goes back to Casey Casey asks what was happening at the other side and the child starts telling this and that. That's the problem I, I mean as parents that you are creating for these kids and I just want to find out from Bonzo, how are they helping their organization helping on this single parent thing mm. you know Okay. All right. Um, thanks for that call, France, and for, share, for sharing um, your own story. Let me go to Colin in Cape Town. You're our final caller on this matter. Colin? Good morning, Kathleen, and good morning to your guests. Rian actually pointed a few things I wanted to talk about. Mm. Number one, when I was growing up, my mom was at home, my mother. My dad did the working. And when we came from school, we dare not go anywhere 
else but come straight home. Unless she was uh, told on the way, get a loaf of bread or something and bring it home. Your school clothes gets taken off, packed away, and so and so and so and so. Because they were strict those days. And of course, when I got married again, my wife was at home when the children came. There must always be somebody at home. Because if there's nobody at home, the child says to himself or herself, I'm going to my friend's place or something like that. Because there's nobody at home. Now today, most of, lots of our ladies, our women are working. Not like the old days. And uh, modern technology, like your cell phones and things like that, games and that, they don't come actually home and play in their own room. They go to friends, five, six or ten friends. God alone knows what they get up to. I've seen children walk around there standing in my shops at five or half past five in the evening standing in my shops with their school clothes on. What on earth are they doing there? Mm-hmm. So it's a fast world. I don't think we'll ever, ever, ever solve this problem with children um, of the old days because mm-hmm. there's no discipline, actually. Most of the children don't get disciplined. There's nobody at home, man. You know what I mean, Kathy? I hear you, Colin. I hear you. And uh, Bonzo, uh, maybe you can speak to that issue because I know many parents try, but I think above a certain age, um, once a child is almost able to start preparing their own meals, they stop stressing so much about um, the whereabouts of the child or even that there is somebody at home um, when the child comes home from school. Hello, Bonzo. All right. It looks like we've lost Bonzo on the line there. Bonzo, are you still there? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. All right. I was saying that, yes, it's very important what um, Colin is raising. It's it's critical for parents to understand that parenting doesn't work at a particular age. You know, when we talk about children, we talk about um, until anyone below the age of 18. Mm. And so we need to take care of their needs. Obviously, a three-year-old doesn't need the same kind of care as an 18-year-old. But it's important still to provide that guidance and that support to the child throughout. Um, it, it is not right for children to be left on their own because we have heard of incidents where even get children get are burned because they were left alone with nobody to take care of them. So that's very important. I need to leave now, but another issue I wanted to respond to mm-hmm. what Frank was raising about the rights of fathers. Currently, the Children's Amendment Bill is out for comment, and I think it would be important for people like him to write to, to, to Parliament and share their own views because mm-hmm. um, comments are closing by, on the 27th of November, and issues around fathers especially are, are coming out so it's important for him to just make sure that his voice is heard his concerns are heard because fathers do have rights you know as well as their, their parents and it's important obviously as people co-parent that they share the same message they say the same thing to the children instead of confusing children with differing messaging Thank you so much for coming on to the show today, Bonzo Sehwayi, who is uh, World Visions Advocacy and Child Protection uh, Manager. So after this, it is the weekend after all. We'll be taking a look at what's happening 
in your art space. Uh, we're in conversation with the Market Theatre in Johannesburg. James Ngobo is going to be uh, joining us. We'll also take a look at some of um, the projects that are, that are on display. And it's one by Women in Music, and they're honouring uh, legend Joe Nina. Do stay with us for more on that.